You're listening to Your Labor Minute from the Labor Network. Find us on social media for all the up-to-date news on the topics that affect us as workers. Here's Mark Harrison. Income inequality in America is the highest it has ever been. That's next on Your Labor Minute. Hello, I'm Mark Harrison. It's got a funny name, but the data it is measuring in the United States right now is anything but funny. Indeed, since the Gini Index of Income Inequality has been tracked some 50 years now, the gulf between the haves and the have-nots in our country has never been so wide. Now, this despite the nation's poverty and unemployment rates being at historic lows. Why? Well, one of the biggest reasons cited by economists is the fact that the federal minimum wage has been stuck at $7.25 an hour for more than a decade. But there's more. Recent gains by people at the lower income levels who have found jobs or better jobs or have benefited in the states that have higher minimum wage standards than the federal level have nowhere near made up for the long-term trend of the wealthy seeing far larger income growth than middle or low income earners. The problem is most pronounced at the coasts in states like New York, Connecticut, and California, and Washington, D.C., and in areas with widespread poverty like Louisiana. Income inequality is at its lowest in Utah, Alaska, and Iowa. The Gini Index measures between 0 and 1, with 0 meaning everyone earns the same, and 1 meaning only one person makes money. The index in the U.S. is now almost 5. That's up from 4 in 1967. By contrast, no European nation had a score greater than 3.8. Reports out now indicate that President Trump's trade war with China is beginning to impact jobs here in the U.S., with manufacturing jobs now off for two months running. Indeed, the odds of a global economic recession sometime next year are now being put at 30% by the international economists who watch it, with the World Trade Organization warning that trade conflicts pose a direct threat to livelihoods and jobs. The WTO has slashed its forecast for trade growth next year from 2.6% to 1.2%. That would be the weakest year of growth since the Great Recession of 2008 and 9. Adding that both China and the U.S. have seen a pronounced cooling in commercial activity in recent months, which is a direct result of the tariffs that have been imposed by both countries on each other's exports. Indeed, the September U.S. jobs numbers came up short of expectations for the second month in a row, and at 136,000 jobs added, we are far off the monthly 233,000 jobs added on average per month last year. Brexit is also adding to global trade worries because in Britain, if Britain doesn't manage to get its house in order before the Brexit deadline for a few weeks from now, That country's European trade will be thrown into turmoil, causing great economic disruption to our trading partners and having a possible further impact on jobs here at home. All of this uncertainty leaves businesses unable to plan for future growth and unwilling to invest in new hiring. What happened to bold leadership? What happened to coming up with an idea, seeing the light and following your instincts to make it work, regardless? of what others thought. Why is America so divided and broken and so sad and angry and addicted and sick? What are we following? Whom are we following? Where are the industrial giants of the past? The Henry Fords, the Howard Hughes. Where are the political leaders of the past? FDR, Lyndon Johnson, John Kennedy, Ronald Reagan. 
our media voices, Peter Jennings, Edward R. Murrow, and how about our own labor leaders? Where is our George Meany, Samuel Gompers, Walter Ruther? Would Walter Ruther have allowed the UAW strike we are presently seeing to linger? No, he was a former UAW president, by the way. He had fortitude. He was a leader of workers. You can like or love any of the great men I have mentioned. I'm not a fan of all of them by any means myself. But say what you will, these were men who led boldly, decisively. All had different styles, but all were effective in some way. You know, John Kennedy wrote a book when he was recovering from back surgery as a U.S. Senator entitled Profiles in Courage. The book examined different politicians who led people in what was the true and correct direction for the majority, sometimes knowing full well that their actions could lead to possible defeat in the next election. Men like John Quincy Adams and Daniel Webster. Do you know how we end the UAW strike? It's very easy, very simple. Every union president leads their workers out on a strike in sympathy. They don't show up on some Saturday afternoon for a photo op with the press and carry a sign for 15 minutes and then fly back to DC. They go to their very own membership and they say, this strike is huge. This strike will determine how labor is treated for the next 20 years. It will determine how the contracts at Ford and Fiat Chrysler will be written and at the IAM and the CWA and the IBEU and the SEIU and all of our unions, I don't have time to list. Where are our leaders? What are they so afraid of? Is it losing their salaries and their comfortable positions and maybe their nice dinners with politicians at expensive restaurants in Washington where they can get yet another photograph to hang on their oversized office walls? Where are our leaders? Now to be sure, these folks who are union heads are working tirelessly every day for their members. But Washington, D.C. has become a crime scene. And once people get there, they just seem to lose their perspective of what the rest of us outside the Beltway are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. Where are our leaders? Well, I have an idea, and I want you to try it on for size. I think I'm looking right now at our true leaders, you, all of you, collectively. We are undeniable. We are huge and we are unstoppable. We are the majority. And just like on the playground when we were kids, the majority rules. So let's start ruling. Let's stop sitting around waiting for someone else to take the lead. Let's take it ourselves. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'm Mark Harrison. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and wherever you listen to podcasts.